Those guys are both a year or two younger than Shea. Those guys can put the ball wherever they want. Yeah. Whole field. Yeah. Uh, well, that has been it for our daily sports support here at WCBN uh, 88.3 at Ann Arbor. Uh, thank you for listening and enjoy and good night and go blue. All aboard, stitching time. Get yours, got mine. Thanks for covering last week. Oh, yeah, no problem. A little five-game winning streak to get yeah, back in they it or, or they're doomed. Had that nice win against Nashville, but even we're ahead of Washington. <clears throat> well, it's Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim DeWire. And I'm going to be skipping Donald Trump's speech tomorrow night. You know, I wonder if uh, most of the TV channels are going to opt not to even show it. I hope. As was the case in 2014 when Obama did a speech on immigration. I guess it was deemed to be too political in nature uh, to be a news event. But let's face it. I mean, the press conferences from this administration and anything that comes out of that awful thing's mouth is... Irrelevant to the uh, reality-based world in which most of us prefer to live. Well, and the, one of the reasons I mentioned uh, tomorrow night is uh, I noticed that they're doing a little. I'm just going to make this announcement quickly. They're doing a Nicholas Rogue uh, film homage this month to some of the films of Nicholas Rogue, who uh, passed away oh a couple a couple months ago, maybe six weeks ago mm-hmm. in that area. Anyway, they're showing Don't Look Now tomorrow night, a very interesting kind of auteur movie, um, a movie that if you see, you will never forget. It's a wonderful- It's uh, a dark uh, thriller sort of Dark thing. suspense is a good way to describe it. Uh, but of course, the luminous Julie Christie uh, makes any movie worth watching, in my opinion. So- uh, uh, They're showing The Man Who Fell to Earth, by the way. Later That's the, in the David Bowie one. Yeah, where- I think he said, I don't even need an alien. You are an alien. <laughs> you dress like an alien. So I think it was like sort of a Ziggy Stardust. Well, there was some comes method, alive. Yeah, method acting involved there where yeah. Bowie was sort of living in a rather extreme uh, manner at that time. And I guess it's lucky for us all that he survived as long as he did to make the, the great albums that we still enjoy and play often here at CBN. So anyway, that's going on all month on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock at the State Theater. Uh, I know that the man who fell to earth is in a couple of weeks, so uh, you can look that up uh, in the appropriate uh, entertainment sections of your uh, listener guide, your uh, local uh, observer or whatever. Anyway, uh, obviously this has been a 
very strange last couple of weeks. Uh, I think we're witnessing the final breakdown of President 45, Pansy Pants Trump, uh, was even attacking the generals last week, claiming that my generals, they're better looking than Tom Cruise and stronger. Well, and the bizarre and assertion like, that I would have made a very good general. Yeah. We'll never know, but I think I would have made a great general. Well, dude, dude doesn't even have the discipline to read a short briefing, let alone complete, oh, let's say, for example, basic training. And uh, to work your way up through a obedience-related culture of the military. Yeah, he probably would have been good at shining his shoes because he's an obsessive uh, germ freak. But, uh, of course, his uh, military service, uh, well, there's just put it charitably, many questions remain about his uh, exemptions. But for him to attack uh, McChrystal... Uh, McRaven, uh, and even go after Mattis claiming, what did he ever do for me? And I'm like, that's not his job. Actually, he did something very useful for you. He handed you the bill, the omnibus spending bill, to sign. Yeah. Said, sign this. He didn't say that's an order, but th that's pretty much the account that we have. Well, one other way of looking at it, too, is Mattis is compelled to resign over this bizarre knee-jerk decision to announce a sudden withdrawal from Syria. And what happens over the weekend? John Bolton flies overseas to reassure the Israelis that, well, that's not actually going to happen. Uh, and now Clown Pants himself makes the announcement, well, it's not going to happen uh, suddenly. It'll be quick. But so we're basically back at a position not that far removed from what Mattis would have urged staying the course on, which is uh, don't make any long-term uh, promises to uh, get the 2,000 troops out of Syria uh, because ISIS is still there. Yeah. So and you, you lose Mattis, but you end up at the same position. It's a, you know, we beat them. We beat them very yeah. badly. Well, I'd say Nancy Pelosi is beating Trump very badly. Um, I don't know how long the shutdown is going to uh, go on, but uh, I think it would be appropriate for the Border Patrol to just simply walk off the job. Well, oh, the I, TSA folks are beginning to. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there are some government workers that can use some leverage to get... Uh, Funny thing about the TSA the workers. The, the new steel wall. It's going to be made out of oh, steel. Yes. And I'm steel like, slats. Wait a minute. How much steel? That costs more. A lot more. And uh, like we learned uh, when Trump even imposed the steel tariffs... Uh, you'll recall right. that he had no idea that Brazil used American coal to make the specialized steel. So he had to reverse himself on that particular country. He extended uh, so-called quotas with South Korea. But the steel tariffs remain on the rest of our allies, including Canada and Mexico. China actually accounts for about 2% of steel. And I don't know if Donald Trump is aware of this, um, but I've read this before. America doesn't actually manufacture that much steel anymore. It recycles steel. That is because you need a certain purity of iron ore. We have to import a great amount of iron ore just to make the steel that we make. So how this is going to work, how this is going to improve the trade deficit is anybody's guess. But I think that Donald Trump might want to start reading some science books. Uh, he's got these romanticized ideas about coal mining 
and steel production that are divorced from reality. Uh, steel, by the way, the iron ore that's used to produce American steel in the 19th century is only found in one part of the continental 48 United States. It's Minnesota and Michigan. It's called Lake Superior. That's it. You need It's part of the atomic uh, periodic table, which you might think Trump might want to brush up on because that uh, frozen gas of methane at the edge of the universe uh, looks a lot like his hairstyle. And he's got a thing about methane. He really does. I mean, it was reassuring over the weekend here Trump claimed that he's going to relax some pollution standards to allow more mercury and arsenic uh, in the atmosphere. That's good for America's children. Uh, and, of course, he's got a thing about methane. He always has. Uh, last week I was reading some of his environmental regulations that he's uh, relaxed on. I highly recommend this thing, by the way, because it's a nice chart that shows uh, the um, 47 rollbacks on environmental regulations completed, 31 in that are in process. Now, these involve air pollution, drilling and extraction, infrastructure and planning, animals. Trump does not like animals. They're pesky. He's all in favor of allowing hunters to use lead bullets on our federal lands and set up... Uh, food traps for grizzly bears and that sort of thing. But it also includes water, uh, toxic substances safety and water pollution. And at the end of the uh, <clears throat> chart of the 78, it shows that there have been 11 rules that were reinstated following lawsuits and challenges. So many of these things are still being litigated in court. And the word methane uh, occurs quite often in this uh, uh, in this uh, chart. This is from the December 27th edition, uh, a special section of the New York Times. This is our reality now about environmental degradation of Donald Trump. Um, some of these are just sort of jabs at Obama. Uh, but I think that it's, uh, as I was mentioning last week, the good news from last year is the rest of the planet is moving forward on uh, renewable energy for the most part. India is one exception for a variety of reasons. Clean energy is the way to go for the future. And Donald Trump uh, is, uh, well, he's lost in space. I think he's out beyond Pluto somewhere in the ether. Well, I mean, this failure to... Uh honestly examine and accept the scientific evidence that is been mounting for years now uh, will be part of the legacy of the collapse of the Republican Party when American history is studied decades from now. Um, these are indeed crucial times uh, with some of the last chance opportunities to address and, if possible, remedy some of these issues. Uh, as you say, certainly the rest of the world is prepared to acknowledge that. But uh, this uh, administration has no compunction about lying, uh, just open lies. Uh, in past uh, presidential administrations, there's been misrepresentations of truth, some explicit lying, but then uh, some degree of shame when the lies are exposed or revealed. 
no such uh, situation exists here. When uh, the lies are exposed, they're just shrugged off and replaced with another. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a master of the uh, petulant lie, uh, over the weekend claiming that uh, 4,000 people have been apprehended by government security agents, people who are on terror lists. And she's implying that they're all coming over the southern border. In fact, just this afternoon, a story breaking, I think it's the Washington Post, is reporting that uh, indeed six people who uh, whose names showed up on a terror watch list uh, were caught at the southern border in uh, all of, I think, 2017 it was, uh, whereas, uh, oh, 3,700 or so came in through airports. So the wall isn't even really a functional protection against the quote-unquote threat of the terrorist. And, of course, we know that the two countries that have uh, conspicuous walls at this point are Israel and North Korea. Um, things aren't going all that well with uh, North Korea these days. It seems well, that uh, Kim Jong-un is sort of dissed to the president. I mean, let's not forget to include the, the wonderful legacy of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, walls are, uh, in one way, they represent the end of ideas. That was erected, by the way, by the East Germans. Right, to it's, keep people it, in. It's, it's famous that uh, Reagan got this credit for telling Gorbachev to tear down the wall. Uh, the East Germans, of course, were relatively subservient to the uh, Soviet regime. Let's not get confused about that. But the fact of the matter was uh, Walter Ulbricht put up the wall to mitigate the brain drain mm -hmm. that was occurring uh, in, in Germany. And, uh, well, it didn't quite work as planned. No, it did lead to a great David Bowie song, though. <laughs> yeah. As for to Bowie. terrorism, that, of course, is the bugaboo that always rears its ugly head when presidents get into trouble and get confused about things. Donald Trump, of course, had this experience last week when he started opining about uh, the invasion of Afghanistan, claiming that the <clears throat> Russians went in in 79, quote, because terrorists were going to Russia. Um, they were right to be there. The problem is it was a tough fight. Well, there's so much crazy right there in that little statement that he made that, that i mean there's a whole show yeah a whole show just on that um i don't even know what to call it <sighs> look there was a communist regime in afghanistan in in 73 the soviets backed a coup d'etat uh some americans may remember uh king shah from uh the bush invasion of afghanistan in 2001 he was living in exile in italy he'd been there for 30 years or 32 years or something looked a little bit like Gandhi with a much bigger nose and no spectacles. And he was in his mid eighties and the Bush administration had the brilliant idea of putting him back in charge of Afghanistan. Like this is some sort of exiled King from many decades ago. But this is in the context of a proxy war with the Soviet union. Sure. They've got a, what Americans would have considered a puppet state, and in all likelihood, that's pretty much what it was. And so this is the counter move against that 
you know, Soviet-backed socialist uh, Afghani government. Yeah, and of course the facts are the United States actually was in Afghanistan before the Soviets, technically. Now, the Soviets were clearly backing the, I think the guy's name was Daoud uh, regime, but he was vulnerable to the um, spread of Islamic fundamentalism that was connected to the Iranian revolution. Mm -hmm. So Trump has nothing to say about Iran in this glorious redepiction of history. Um, he, uh, you know, pretty much said uh, Russia used to be the Soviet Union. Afghanistan made it Russia because they went bankrupt fighting in Afghanistan. Well, not really. Um they they actually killed quite a number of people in Afghanistan. They didn't go bankrupt. They were bankrupt during the Second World War. Uh, <clears throat> Germany invaded the Soviet Union, Mr. Trump. Germany, the Soviet Union suffered incredible uh, losses during the Second World War, and Russia was always behind the West, so to speak, throughout the 19th century. This is a this is a, a nation state that had serfdom them mm -hmm. until 1881, um, well behind the industrial powers. Well behind the industrial powers, and it's well known, for instance, that the Russian Red Army during World War II moved a lot of troops using wagons and and horses, and mm -hmm. they still thought the cavalry was important. Uh, and of course, the mud, the mud caused the Germans to sometimes uh, break down in the mud. So the Russians did have some on-the-ground tactical advantages against the German army. But most of the Soviet Union's, quote, losses and their bankruptcy uh, actually occurred from their wars, uh, the First World War, the Russo-Japanese War, the Second World War, where they suffered enormous casualties. And, of course, their system was never a communist system. It was a totalitarian system. Uh, that was sort of in the cult of personality of Joseph Stalin. So it might be nice if Donald Trump would uh, get things straight. Um, I don't know what he means by Russia used to be the Soviet Union. Russia has been around for centuries. <laughs> you know, it... I mean, it was part of the Soviet Union. Yeah. The, the Soviet Union was run through... Moscow, sure. which is in Russia, so and mean, it, that it, much it is stood true. for the United Socialist Soviet Republic, and these Muslim states that were part of the Soviet Union, Kazakhstan, uh, probably being the most important because they uh, p possessed nuclear weapons at the time of the breakup. But it's these other stands that are around Afghanistan, Kyrgyzstan, T Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan. This is part of the ethnic mix of Afghanistan, by the way, that makes the Afghan conflict so uh, intractable uh -huh. that it's nothing that the United States can solve. Nor po no power that has gone in there has any control over what happens in Afghanistan. No, because I mean, they don't know the British terrain. imperialism. Well, Alexander the Great, even. <laughs> even Alexander the Great. So people that want to take over the world uh, are advised to stay out of Afghanistan. Uh, I remember the game Risk. Afghanistan yeah. was very difficult well, to defend. <laughs> for British imperial power, the great fear was that uh, the Russians would come down through uh, Afghanistan and cut off the, uh, you know, the, the the pathway, passageway to India. But for Trump to have said this out loud, uh, 
At a cabinet meeting. At a cabinet meeting. Televised. Which wasn't, wasn't really a cabinet meeting because there wasn't much meeting or conversation going on. It was sort of like a rant in front of the cabinet. I won't even go into the ridiculosity of that stupid poster with the Game of Thrones reference on the table. <laughs> Although you could see one of the guys sitting beside Trump look at it and just sort of furrow his brow like, oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, even Game of Thrones acknowledges that walls are uh, imperfect defensive perimeters for what I know of uh, Game of Thrones, for, for crying out loud. But for him to have said what he said about the Soviet-slash-Russian invasion of Afghanistan, that's not a talking point in American politics. No one thinks that. Uh, that it was a good thing for the, the Russians to go in there. Th as you point out, there there wasn't really a, a question of terrorism. They killed so, an estimated million people, by the way. So why would he say this? And this is another one of those, oh, gee, uh, head-scratching moments. Um, Gorbachev at least got the Soviets out. That's, right. That's, that's the great thing that Gorbachev did. He... He announced the withdrawal of uh, the Soviet uh, troops in 88. He knew it was a loser. Right. So, of course, there was a little mini great game going on. The facts are clear. Brzezinski and Carter began supporting the Mujahideen uh, at a very low level in 1979. Uh, th this directive, this executive order was signed in July of 79. And this, this was promoted by Ronald Reagan as a key component of his anti-communism, his declaration that the Mujahideen were the moral equivalent of the founding fathers. Very strange stuff. And, of course, we were using Zia-ul-Haq in, in Pakistan and the Saudis. Uh, that's how bin Laden got into Afghanistan. Indeed, yeah, be, uh, because of the Mujahideen. So the Wahhabi uh, spread of m Muslim fundamentalism in in an enormous region of the world, by the way. And this, of course, is still being played out in the Middle East uh, all over the place. Uh, Trump, uh, as you mentioned earlier, announced that the troops are coming home. They'll be home in 30 days. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I guess he didn't count on John Bolton making a trip to Turkey and, and Israel and to try and reassure, try to get the Turks to make a deal about not going after the Kurds. I mean... The whole thing is the, the timing of it was weird. But again, to just quickly return to this question of who would want the president to say that? Yeah, it's this. It's the same answer to the question. Who wants us out of Syria at all? Who wants our alliances to falter? Uh, who wants the president of the United States to argue that the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan was a good thing? Justified. Who wants our government to grind to a halt? I bet it's pootsie wootsie. Yeah. This is a, the, the Syria announcement was nothing other than a straight up bow tie present given to Vladimir Putin. Yeah. And you wonder, rather than looking at the so-called Russian collusion, whether you wonder if uh, we should start looking into the question of whether or not Trump is a Russian agent, um, because his talking points are coming straight out of the Putin's playbook. Everything is getting stranger and stranger. And, of course, when he denounced uh, Mattis last week, uh, claiming, <clears throat> well, I didn't allow him to resign. I fired him. <laughs> what did he ever do for me? You know, once again, an example of the Trumpster only thinking of one thing, himself. Uh, he has no concept of, 
and look at his the, the, the carcasses, the the people that are under the bus, uh, including Chris Christie. He might have been the first. The bus is on top of Chris Christie, and there are dozens of people on either side of him with toe tags uh, that have all been thrown under the bus by the Donald, uh, you know, ethics uh, problems. David Leonard, by the way, has this very compelling case in uh, yesterday's New York Times about why Trump needs to be impeached. Uh, and he pretty much says, look, uh, it's reached the point where the president is crazy. And what are we going to do about this? What is Mitch McConnell doing? He's at the heart of this problem Indeed. with the shutdown because his position is, well, we can't pass a bill unless the president agrees to sign it. Although the Ball. very same bill <laughs> passed with, I think, yeah. all in favor before the holiday break, before the uh, announcement that, oh, I'm, I want a, break, a, a, a government shutdown. Well, they had a voice fill in the, in the Senate to move it forward. And then what does Paul Ryan do on his way out of Dodge? Uh, and uh, <laughs> Dodge is his middle name. He's not going to be confused with the artful Dodger from uh, the, the uh, Oliver Twist novel. He's going to be known as the inartful Dodger. He caves in and gives the teabaggers in the House of Representatives the ability to shut the government down after he refused to allow the bill to the floor uh, the whole year. I mean, the Senate voted on this wall back in February. I, I keep being perplexed by why this is even being brought up again. He doesn't have the votes. John Nance Garner famously told FDR at one point when he took a defeat on uh, some uh, particular bill. He just said, you don't have the votes, Captain. Yeah, and and with Trump, it's starting to become a question of when does the, the picnic team show up? This guy is a, several sandwiches short of a picnic already. I think the straight jacket is, is needed soon uh, with this man. He's... He's demented. He's he's gone beyond just being a kind of uh, weird. I don't know what to call it. Pathological, self, um, adulation freak. He just seeks applause, no matter what. And and how bizarre that he's even going to the border in a couple of days. What purpose that serves is beyond anybody's guess. Well, but, maybe some of the uh, border uh, security uh, enforcement officers can ask, um, are we getting paid in, like, the near future? Where's our money? Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Where are our paychecks? Uh, looking forward to your uh, tax refund from the IRS. Don't hold your breath. Right. The, the forms haven't even been printed for a number of, of small business uh, you know, complicated personal taxes. So nobody really knows. And all sorts of business snafus are occurring throughout the American economy because the government is uh, shut down. I don't think Trump understands the scope of this shutdown. Uh, yes, the 800,000 number is tossed about, but uh, many, you know, what gets a lot of publicity is the fact that, uh, the toilets are not being cleaned at the national parks and the garbage isn't being picked up and that they're closing them in, in some cases and that the states, a few of them, have intervened to keep them open 
uh, with their own uh, money, so to speak. But there are a variety of other things uh, <clears throat> and people beings subjected to the shutdown, the TSA, yeah. the airport security, the border patrol, the Coast Guard. This goes on and on. Uh, my proposal is have all of these people walk off the job uh, in two days when Trump goes down to the border. And then Trump can boast about how he's made the border so safe for America. He's created this entire immigration uh, problem with his zero tolerance policy that he instituted back in June that he then reversed himself on. This is another problem. Trump, of course, over the weekend claimed that China is paying for the trade war that we're winning, that the tariffs are being paid by China. No, uh, the tariffs are being paid by Americans. China's got a low-level delegation meeting with some Americans about uh, Trump's 29th claim that he's got a trade deal around the corner. Well, this is starting to sound like Herbert Hoover. Uh, prosperity is right around the corner, he claimed, as the Great Depression marched merrily along. Uh, as for the stock market, remember that this is a trader's kind of market. When you have a lot of volatility, it's the professional traders that are making money and playing the games. Um, how strong the American economy is, there are some good signs and some bad signs. But we know that this president uh, doesn't get it. It's the immigration. It's the trade policy. It's the lack of trade deals. It's the tariffs. It's the environmental degradation. It's the misplaced priorities related to clean energy, for instance. And the constant, constant lying. Yeah. It's just, it's beyond BS. Yeah. It's frightening. It's frightening. It's and beyond Nixonian, in fact. It is. In fact, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I was reviewing a uh, one of Stanley Cutler's excellent Watergate books just to sort of contextualize what we're now undergoing in the bigger picture of American political history. And Watergate seems quaint yeah. uh, in retrospect. Um, Mitch McConnell's part in this, as you say, is he's at the heart of it. Uh, he didn't even show up to that meeting uh, the other day where uh, congressional leaders were supposed to meet with the president. And he's hiding behind the skirts of Elaine Chow, the labor secretary, his wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are apparently out of time down here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City calling is coming up next on this fine station. ATL's Music Tools Collection offers you a chance to get your hands on some very uncommon, unusual, and fun musical instruments. The Music Tools Collection features musical gear that you can check out from the library, from such noted manufacturers as Moog, Korg, Maiwa Denki, Bleep Labs, Chamber of Sounds, Critter and Guitari, and more. It's easy. All of this is available for no fee with your library card. If you don't have a card, stop by with your ID to get one today. From the number one station. Take a musical journey to Jamaica in the 60s and 70s on the train to Scaville. I'm Brian Tomsick. Join me as we discover musical treasures of ska, rock steady, dub, and early reggae sounds every Tuesday night from 7 to 8, right here on WCBN FM, Ann Arbor.
Blind Boy Fuller in the background with 